I just, I just feel, I just feel like women, they, they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts and they've got ambition and they've got talent as well as just beauty and I'm so sick of people saying that, that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. But I'm, I'm so lonely. <laughs> Okay, and welcome in everybody to a special Little Men edition of the analysis. Matt and Bob uh, will be talking uh, Prague and Kafka. Uh, I'll be painting an oil on beaver board painting. I'm just kidding, everybody. This is the analysis. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. We're going to get potty proud. Bob, what the hell have you seen lately? Hey, Matt Hayes. I'm here to thank my agent. My God, and fuck my politics, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen uh, a few things. What about you? Yeah, um, I, I've, I've been, uh, I, I have a, AMC A-list stubs now. Ooh, so I, uh, you're an 20, A-lister? I am, yeah. For twenty twenty six ninety nine a month, uh, I get three movies a week. Uh, there's an AMC right by me. There's an AMC at the Universal City Walk, which has I, uh, IMAX. Paints for itself if you go to an IMAX screening. Just so one. I, 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 Did yeah, you also exactly. download the Nuvi app? Are you playing? No. Are you playing the fucking video game on the screen? Oh, <laughs> loser! No, no. Who no, does I, that? I, Have you ever seen anyone download that app and play the Martian games or whatever they have on the on the screen I, at uh, AMC? I guess I haven't I haven't gotten there early enough to even know what you're talking about. Dude, settle in. Maybe it might be a Chicago thing, but it's supposed to be an app that you download and then you point your phone at the screen when they tell you to and there's like oh, really? stuff that comes across the screen and you're supposed to like shoot the lasers at the anyway, it's dumb. I'm I'm too busy going to the lobby to get a snack. Yeah, fair enough. Some Coca Cola. Play the popcorn um, trick. All right, so me and you both saw Little Women, obviously, that's the lead in there. Uh Star Wars, everybody's seen. Um, Uncut Gems, we hit it already. Uh, I've seen Honey Boy in 1917, some of my favorites. Um, but yeah, let's talk Little little Women. Um, I don't know yep. about you, but I'm si- sitting in the theater, I'm like, I can't jerk off to this. You can't jerk off to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so Little Women, um, I forgot how much I, I kind of like this, right? So I, I were you at CMU, CMU when they did the musical of this? Yes, of I did. I was, dating, I was dating Joe Marsh. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, old Ledkey. Yeah. Uh, so. She was Joe, the star. Our hot theater professor, Keely Stanley Bone, Doctor Bone, as I call her, was uh, Marmy, Marnie, Marmy. Um, our old friend Katie Meyer, uh, friend of the pod. She was the one that uh, died. Yeah, yeah, she was the one that died. I, I thought she was uh, the Emma Stone character just because they looked similar. No, who was? Uh, I can't remember. Who, it was a random girl. It was a. It was a music girl. Just a girl from the music department. It played. was uh, it was the one that uh, is in um, Beauty and the Beast. Or oh Phantom no, of the no, Opera. Phantom of the Opera. It was Katie Travis. Yeah, yeah Katie yeah. Travis, and then uh, uh, Sarah Itner was in there, I think. Demarcus so Brooks the played the grandfather. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah. It's this eighteen-year-old black man. <laughs> Civil War era. <laughs> I forgot about that. What? What? But you know what? Bold. You know. The... You know. Bold choice. Bold choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Uh, blind casting, you know, gotta love yeah. that. Yeah, it's a Hamilton casting. I love it. And uh, and and what loser do you remember played uh, the um, 
the male character there. Uh, Laurie? That would be... Yeah. Um, I believe he was frequently in the ballet classes, but his name is yeah. A.J. Patton. A.J. Patton, man. Singer, uh, dancer, but, lover of life. Isn't that character straight, though? I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah so they... Right. Uh, they, uh, they they did that uh, very unsuccessfully. Uh, but basically, the Little Women musical has just never had a good run, I don't think, at CMU or even on Broadway. Because Sutton Foster, friend of the podcast, is uh, was, was in oh, the yeah, original, right. and it totally Southfield. bombed. Southfield. Was uh, she, yeah, I, I actually forgot there was a musical. Because then, because um, people have reminded me of the, um, not Claire Danes, who was in uh, the, this Winona Ryder. Yeah, Claire Winona Danes, Ryder. Claire Danes is in the 90s version of Little Women. She plays Beth, the girl who dies. Oh. She gets the... The disease. No, wait, wait, wait. The, the the girl from Spider Man, man. The um, what's her name? Yeah, no, Claire, I'm telling you, Claire Danes plays one of the oh, sisters, okay. and and then um, uh, what's her name? Kirsten Dunst plays yeah, Kirsten Amy. Kirsten Dunst. She, oh man, they're all in it. Okay. And then yeah, Winona so Ryder is Joe. She's like eight. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I never even saw that, but people love it. Um. This one was great. I just like it's. Uh. I mean, maybe they didn't need to do it, but it's just. The perfect confluence of all those, like Sorcerer Ronan, top of her game, Greta Gerwig crushing it, a great director um, coming off of Lady Bird. Uh, Emma Watson yeah. coming off of Beauty and the Beast. Two Beauty and yeah. the Beast references, one podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I didn't actually like Emma Watson, did you? I, I In this do movie? She, do you think she's a good actor? I think she's serv- I think she's fine. Yeah. I, I think... Her best stuff is Harry Potter. I think she crushes Harry Potter. I think Be- Beauty and the Beast was a really tough ask. I think yeah, I don't I think don't there's not a lot of great acting in any of these. I, I don't know that she's grow- I don't know. I don't know that she's grown out of her child acting ways. You know what I mean? Like it, she just feels like Hermione to me. And I don't know. I, I, she she is fine. She's fine in Little Women. I just think everyone around her is so great. Um, yeah, I, it's so well cast, and I don't think she's bad for the part. I also don't really, in all of these versions, that that's just not a very memorable character, Meg. Like, we couldn't... Yeah. Katie Travis is probably the most successful person in our theater department. We couldn't remember her from the production. I, I don't know who the hell played Meg in the the 90s version it's just not a very it's it's kind of a, a vanilla character yeah, it's kind of a selfless uh, although i i think i mean beth i mean the one that dies she's she's more vanilla than than meg is i think but uh how, how good was florence Pugh, this chick from I, that was one of my favorite parts of this adaptation was yeah. was her and just the well let, let's start with this um you you had already referenced it but when I saw the trailers for this movie and the promotion for this movie, my first thought was like, why are they doing another one of these? Just, but then you're mm-hmm. like, Greta Gerwig, cool. Like, she's a great director. It'll probably be interesting. They've got Leo Whatever Jr. Whatever she wants to do, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> Leo Jr. Leo Jr., a.k.a. Timothy Chalamet. He's in it. So it, it, Tracy Letts, like Chris Cooper. It's got this... It's, it has a, a Meryl Streep, for God's sakes, right? So it's got this mm-hmm. cast... So you're going, there's got to be a lot of credibility. These people just don't sign up for a random Laura project. Dern. Laura Dern, exactly, dude. Man, what a cast. And so, you, so you're so you kind of bought in, even though you're like, do we need this? And then uh, I think that, and, and when you text me what did I think, the first thing I said was clever. And I think that it was just really creative the way that they didn't tell this story in a linear fashion. They didn't start from... 
the teenage girls and grow up through adulthood the same way that every other version you've ever seen of this goes. But they kind of right. do the the juxtapose of, of you know, uh, present and past tense. Um, and I think just being able to see the weight of that in the stark contrast of that was, was really interesting. I, I think just the kind of modern... And unfortunately, the themes of the movie still need to be told and are still relevant and need to be visited like women and and, and oppression and money and, and, and ambition and, and kind of the, the need for women to kind of have a voice and, and have a voice in this world like that's definitely themes yeah, yeah. that are, are present in hollywood right now so yeah you, I mean, then you're like oh i fucking get it like this this movie is definitely needs to be retold today yeah, it, it definitely resonates. It's you know, do do you uh, marry rich or do you uh, succumb to society's whims or do you go off on your own and and you're this 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 pariah who uh, who just wants to be creative and not tied down and blah blah blah. And yeah, yeah, it's it's still it definitely holds water. I like how they they filmed the narrative, like you were saying, uh, or framed the narrative. I mean, but uh, it took me a while to get used to it. I because like they don't look different enough. Where as in other versions, like like um Kristen Dunst was was like eight years old and then they recast that role when it when she's older right that the Amy character I can't so remember to, but yeah it would be weird if she was if she was still Kirsten Dunst when they uh, no no I yeah it was some other actress okay uh, when, when, when they jumped the 10 years is it is it 10? I think it's seven uh, in, in this version it says seven. okay yeah um which yeah what was it like the length of the Civil War or something I, I love it. Bob Odenkirk comes yeah. back. He, we haven't seen him all he, all movie. Like, my little women, who wants to go get a drink? Hey, you're you're not going anywhere, buddy. I was a little I was a little off put by Bob Odenkirk being the Civil War Yeah. My little women dad. I was I was that, like, what? But that was whatever. funny. Yeah, it, it feels a role suited to uh I don't know, the MasterCard guy or something. Yeah. The MasterCard guy. What? <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, the, the you, famous actor. You're killing it with the the, the names right now. I know. Yeah, yeah. My, my How many more names trouble. do you want me to to, to find to conjure up for you? All right, MasterCard guy. What else has he been in? Uh, <laughs> Talk about Ray Liotta. Who, who is this? No, come on. He's he's a. Well, we'll just forget it. But uh, we'll, we'll move on. Um, what is it? I mean. Um, I, I I don't know. I I saw this on a. I was having a rough day, and I went you know went to the theater, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a tearjerker. You know, it kind of was, but um, it it was it was so sweet and and so well. I thought it was really funny. There's some really nice moments in it. I think especially the Tracy Letts stuff too. There's 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 some levity to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I I guess I was uh, pleasantly surprised by that. And also very uh, nostalgic. Uh, I, I was texting Katie. I was like, oh, who did you play again? I forgot about this. this play. Have, I mean, you read a lot. You haven't read this book, though, right? No, no. Because I was wondering, is the narrator, is it supposed to be autobiographical in in the book as well? Well, it's, it's funny because it reminds me of, like, because they, they mention um, uh, the, the Weathering Heights, you know, the... the, uh, the God, the sisters who wrote uh, Weathering Heights, and it kind of reminds me of that, but also it's like a sense and sensibility. So it's kind of it's very much in that vein, but it, I think it's an influence by 
uh, the Bronte sisters. Um, kind of influenced by that, but it's it's of a, a time a hundred years in the in the you know okay. forward. But did Louise uh, May Alcott? Did she Louisa May Alcott? Did she write it from the? Is it supposed to be like Joe is the author of this book? And then do they have the whole thing where she's trying to get the book published in the book, or is that a device for this movie? Because if it's a yeah, device, I, it's a really yeah, I think it's really clever. I do like that. Yeah, I I it must, I think it is. Like I I think the author is pretty close to the that world. Or or um because what is she? What, there's a quote at the beginning of the movie. She was like, "The world is sad, so I I write about happy things or something like that." Yeah, like my happy stories. Um, but yeah, I did like that. She kind of her life spiraling out of control. You know, everyone's kind of leaving her and she's lonely and then she's like why don't i write about this and that that becomes like the meta breaking of the fourth wall sort of where uh, yeah the whole the whole movie we've just been seeing is now turned into a yeah. story i really liked that they also were it, it wasn't just it wasn't just about themes around gender roles but there was also themes around ambition and art and you could see that work its way uh, two different ways in this version that I didn't get a sense of in any other version I've seen. Uh, one of them is Amy's painting. And they kind of give you that right out of the gate where she's kind of this natural mm. style painter. And yeah, her paintings were beautiful. Her paintings are really good, but like it's part of the impressionism is coming through. And so she's kind of getting like, who cares? And, and even Aunt March is like, ah, oh, your little bullshit paintings, like whatever, <laughs> you know? And it's like, the, like <laughs> yeah. she's just kind of like being passed up and, and, and struggling as an artist. And, and, and then also like Joe and, and having to uh, censor her voice or conform to, to make profit off of her writing and it's just like both of those just kind of the struggle and the art I thought was a really nice touch because you know they're going through so much in terms of being a being a woman and what it was like to be a woman in that time or any time and then to also add in kind of the, the strife of an artist I thought was uh, was an added element that I really appreciated it was it, yeah it was interesting that they're all artists you know there there's the writer there's the actress there's the painter there's the pianist um, I did love it. It was kind of, it was kind of ironic that the actress is the first one to fall off. Um, yeah, and, and realize <laughs> that that's ain't not it the truth? Did that hit you harder? <laughs> did that hit? Did, did that hit you harder than some of the other ones? Hayes? Uh yeah, just a little. But but also, you could. She's like the least talented, right? I mean, that's kind of evident. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, because everyone else, like like, uh, what's her name, plays this piano so beautifully. This like old man is like. Give, you know gives her move his inheritance yeah. yeah move to tears this brilliant writer uh who uh you know produces this uh phenomenal book yeah puts this... the family on her back exactly uh, this artist who's painting gorgeous paintings that are you know very matisse like but it's she you know she's still you know decides to marry instead and then just this actress who's kind of just doing her sister's little plays and yeah <laughs> like but never that's... really break, breaks out of that that's a huge f you to Aunt March because Aunt March is is telling everybody you know your 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 sisters are, are idiots they're never gonna be able to to take care of this family and blah blah uh -huh. blah yeah. and, and Joe 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 you 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 lost focus you need to focus around a man and then at the end of the movie it's that book and the book's being published and she's going to to make a very fine living for herself and she's got that school opened up and in, in the the mansion and. It's like it, it it comes full circle in that way where she's able to to do it her way and and 
and have the voice and, and live the life, uh, you know, with without the sole purpose being tethered to a man. And yeah. I think that's it's the really best... touching how it ends. Yeah, I think <clears throat> the best scene in the movie is when she's talking to Marmy, when Joe's talking to Marmy, and she's, I'm so sick of the only thing a woman is built for is love. And there's there's got to be something more to that. But at the same time, I'm so lonely and I want love. And yeah. so it's, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be this rebellious woman against these norms but at the same time like everyone wants love and uh i yeah, thought so, I mean, that scene was so damn powerful you do, damn you don't. yeah and then yeah and then laura dern with the i'm mad every day i thought just both of those the, like that that whole moment was for me that was the strength of the movie who laura dern well just or, that, yeah, scene, that, that scene that moment yeah, yeah. what'd you think uh, of leo jr yeah, yeah, I think he's fine. I, I, I think he's getting a little uh, overexposed in a way. I, because I, I think he's good. I just, it seems like there's something about it where he just, he kind of, he, he only has a few moves, you know. What? I think he, I think he shows up and de- and delivers all the time. I, I really, I really, really excited. He's supposed to be Bob Dylan coming up soon in a in a Bob Dylan biopic about him transitioning to the electric guitar. Like this phase yeah. of Bob Dylan's life, I think it's going to be really interesting. But you, you, you don't, you, you think he only has a couple moves? Well, he just, he's like this, this dreamy, teenage-ish looking guy. It's just kind of waifs through life, but he always plays these like privileged characters. Um, I don't know. Suffer uh, when I, he's blowing dudes what? for meth in Beautiful Boy. Beautiful Boy. Yeah. See, that was different. I don't know. I, I guess I guess it's all good. I um, I guess of what we've seen from. So I'm thinking you're just I, jealous because he was invited to Leo DiCaprio's Christmas party and, and you weren't. I I was invited. <laughs> I, know. Okay. I just couldn't couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to do a different bartending job. <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh man. Uh, no no the, the the cast is stellar man. I mean that's yeah you can't. There's nothing really you can say about that. Yeah, um, what, I'm, I'm, what, who would you prefer, Christian Bale's uh, Laurie, or would you compare, or would you prefer Timothy Chalamet's or AJ Patton's? I mean, yeah, AJ Patton has no rival <laughs> for being the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the third movie at the box office right now. What do you think about that? Hey, people are Star supporting. Star Wars, Jumanji, Little Women, right, right ahead of hey. Frozen too. That, that's pretty surprising. I mean, it, it is kind of because with the complete disaster of Cats, this was kind of left alone as like the, the Christmas Day movie to see with your family, you know? Well, and Star Wars was right before Christmas. But yeah, the, the movie's out released on Christmas Day. Uh, Little Women, yeah. And I know a lot of people that were excited to, to go out and see it. I think there yeah, was plus... an opportunity missed with, with the way that Jumanji was set up if they went into the video game of Jumanji and it transported them back to Little Women. I think they could have had a collab there that would have been twice as successful at the box office. Have you seen these Jumanji movies? I I haven't. I saw the the first new one, if that makes sense. But yeah, it's a video video game now and they're like, they're avatars and so The Rock is the avatar of some nerdy high school kid. That's what I'm saying. They could have done like a Little Women Jumanji where they go into the video game and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I'm Joe Marsh. <laughs> 
Maybe that's what Little Women is. That that's the inf- that's the maybe that's what it is. The Rock playing Saoirse Ronan's <laughs> Avatar. There you go. Um, I d- I do want to check those out because I heard they're fun. But um, yeah, good good for good for Greta. Um, I mean, she's great. Um, Pretty. We'll see what happens with the Oscar noms, but so far kind of quiet in terms of the awards front. Yeah, what uh, what's your take on the the Globes? I mean, well, what'd you learn from that? Uh, that it's basically the Contrarian Awards. That was one thing that I had I had heard in a conversation on a movie text thread, but just it's like it's almost like they were going with the opposite of what should win on almost every category. Uh, I mean, best best comedic performance, the the dude from Rocket Man instead of Leo DiCaprio or uh, Jojo Rabbit Kid or Dolomite or basically anything. Uh, it's like okay, cool. Um, so. Yeah, well, it, it is comedy or musical. Yeah, I know, but that Rocket Man movie was total. Who cares? It it it, it wasn't that cool. Yeah, but they did want to kind of award Elton John. It, it's all it's ninety three voters. You know, it's like a very small group of foreigners. <laughs> It, yeah. It's such a it's such a weird thing that they have this. The, it's the second most cared about award show. It's so bizarre to me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Emmys or the Grammys, but yeah, the you, Golden Globes. You're surprised that like the SAG Awards or some of these other things don't get more attention, but yeah, I, I don't understand how the Globes became such a thing. Oh, and Billy Crudup was the guy I was trying to think of, by the way. Hey, master, he found the master it. Guy. <laughs> Mastercard guy. Mastercard guy. For the people, guy, but... for the people that have hung in for another fifteen minutes to to get the payoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billy Crudup. Um, love Ricky Gervais. I thought he crushed. Uh, everyone's been talking about that. Oh, um, so funny. He, yeah, I was laughing my ass off. Not since the first time he did it, uh, was I laughing as hard? Because like, the last few times have been you know very nihilistic and like, oh, I don't care, I don't care. But yeah. this one was was that as well but much funnier yeah i almost wish sometimes he he would just hit the punchline and just let it live and then move on to the next one instead of being like what what you did it what it's not my fault like he did he has that that the little almost like a cartman-esque yeah exactly is he like says the punchline and then and then doesn't apologize he goes out of his way not to apologize for it and then says the next punchline or the next setup and i'm just like just just say it and, and, and say it with power and, and move on to the next one. But well, I, in in some of those, they're built in extra punchlines, right? Where it's like uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Ugh. What? Uh, he's your friend, not mine. Yeah, and then true. so that's another laugh. Um, yeah, the but, Weinstein uh, joke. You guys did it. You guys turned the the blind eye, not me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was great. I mean, the monologue. I, I I don't I don't know if he showed up much during the show. I I could uh, I only watched clips of it. Yeah. Um, it was it was pretty cool because Tom Hanks gave probably the the best speech of the night, one of my favorite moments of the night. Uh, and then yeah. Ricky Gervais came out and I was like, "Uh oh, is he gonna go after him?" And all he said was amazing, and he just brought on the next presenters. So yeah, he let that one he let, he let everyone just be able to enjoy that for an extra few beats. No, he's not a maniac. He's not trying to. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a it's a bit. It's a character that I think is very funny, and then. Yeah, he's not trying to implode the show. It's it's you know it's a, yeah. It's just you definitely tune in and, and you're at the edge of your seat when that monologue first starts though, and 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 that's a that's a power in itself, and it's 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 a I th- I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, so funny. Um, Oscars are going hostless again. How, what do you hey, good idea. It worked last uh, week. I, last week. Last um, year. I, excuse I, me. I think uh, I don't know. The Rock would be a good host. I think. Uh, sure. I just. Mi- I miss the Billy Crystal, like the before it starts. 
and he's jumping from movie to movie doing parodies of all the nominees. I, I just missed that. Yeah, that and was John. John Stewart fun. did it as well. But, but do you remember the last time Billy Crystal hosted? It was awful. He hosted yeah, recently, was, within the last ten years, and it was terrible. Yeah, he came back to do it. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It wasn't. Wasn't good. Uh. Anyway, but uh. Yeah. So you uh. What do you, you want to get your thoughts on Star Wars out there? I just for me, I think maybe twenty twenty a New Year's resolution. I I just want to meet movies more on on their own terms. I think personally, sometimes I get a little too either rah rah this movie's amazing or boo shish ba this movie is awful and and I so I really made an effort to go into Star Wars in, in trying to be as open minded as possible that this movie's fan servicey. This movie is going to be uh, likely void of a lot of um, emotional investment in in its core characters for me. But yeah. uh, at, at the same time, I just I I really struggle with with the with the dynamics of the characters and and I mean for example the kiss with Kylo Ren and and Rey at the end of the movie I just don't care I didn't think it was earned even over the course no. of three movies uh, I no. thought that it was it was visually stunning um especially the lightsaber fight in the middle of the ocean that raging yeah. ocean uh, i thought that, that was, was pretty badass i thought that the even the scene that the the stormtroopers doing the that they can fly now jump scenes i thought those were cool i thought that the harrison ford scene was actually pretty nice the ghost scene where what why can everyone come back as a ghost i don't know <laughs> you tell me because it's the it's the force, man. It's Star Wars, and they they like to bring them back. I guess I don't know. Everyone comes back as a ghost. Yoda's come back as a ghost. Uh, yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi they just, came back as a ghost. Yeah, but they smile and wave. They they just offer their presence. They don't they they don't provide new uh, plot points. They're opportunities or, or... for people to cheer. Yeah, no, I I get that. I so I, I I had no problem with the well. I have a few problems with it, but at the same time, I'm like. It's whatever. It's fine. They're all fine. I don't really care. I, yeah. I, I, of all the movies I've seen in the past couple of weeks, that was the least interesting one. There's like just nothing interesting about it. And and this one was clearly a fuck you to Brian Johnson. Um, it, you know his, his critically acclaimed audience hated uh, Rise or uh, um, Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. And then so this is like two movies in one trying to like whitewash what he did and like no 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 actually the, the this is what's happening and yeah he. The dead speaks. <laughs> uh, you know, this Senator Palpatine just started a new podcast, and that, that's like the scroll, which was dumb. And the the first, yeah. you know, half, you know, forty five minutes, it's just like they're jumping from planet to planet, and I was like, yeah, the first forty five minutes were this. really were really chaotic. Um, yeah. I thought that the Palpatine twist was nice, actually. I I was okay with that. I. I I also thought this, and I, and I read an article that I totally agree with, but they. They were they were afraid to to really have consequences in this movie. I think yeah, the the the, the chewy thing was yeah. Just it was just it was you know if you're gonna go there and, and it's like yeah, like, like, she's she's that, that's a really hardcore predicament to put her in in terms of like what what power do I yield? Does it have darkness in it? The the, the personal conflict around all that. I thought that that was something that could have been interesting to explore and, and, and if it takes sacrificing a a huge character in this in the series and in the franchise then man like what a bold choice but then no t 
two scenes later, he's here. He's just captive. Uh, and then just the 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 C three PO bit where it's the where it's the what a what a great gift and what a great sacrifice and the power of memory and the power of your mind and and, and he's going to lose his memories and how tragic but also how beautiful that he's making the sacrifice to the cause and then two scenes later zippity doo da I'm back yeah yeah you know I just wanted to took one last look at my friend um yeah like not yeah whatever I mean the people have been talking about this movie for weeks I I don't I don't really know yeah. about it to kind of be. Uh, offer any sort of professional opinion, but it, it, it is what it is. I, I think they kind of bungled it. Um, I, I enjoyed um, Last Jedi, but I can also see how it kind of set this movie up to fail. So I, I kind of get the criticisms um, about that one. And then this one is just like, it's just what, it's just all kind of whatever. And it, it could have been a lot really cool. Um, and I think, I can think they kind of blew it. Um, and it, but that's, you know, that's what, that's why you bring in on a Kevin Feige, you know, with the Marvel and to, like to have this overarching plan to have like this, this like this plan in place and not just like throw it out to different directors and then fire them halfway in and because you know and it's mm-hmm. like oh well the fans don't like it we have to change it and it's like yeah it's... if they really wanted to go for it it makes enough money J.J. Abrams should have done all three they should have just had him do all three even even George Lucas yeah. he he knew the vision of all three he had an arc of each time he rolled out a series of three he knew where it was gonna go and and it definitely seems like they didn't have a a roadmap this time but exactly i mean ryan johnson's supposed to do his own trilogy or something and that's probably not gonna happen i I don't know have you been watching mandalorian i watched three episodes i don't have disney plus people keep yelling at me about the disney plus but i watched it when i was home it's fine yeah yeah so the here here's here's the the show it's the first three episodes are great baby yoda boom the you know, this really cute, great, greatest thing on TV. Uh, four, five, and six are boring. The you could essentially skip all three episodes. Seven, eight really pick back up, especially eight, the finale. It's directed by Taika Waititi. Oh, he's cool. great. He's yeah, he's so good at these like genre jobs. Uh, Thor Ragnarok and this is just like these stormtroopers joking around. Jason Sudeikis is one of these like stormtroopers. Isn't Bill it's, Burr uh, in there? Yeah, your yeah your boy is in one of the worst episodes. Oh, great. Um. He plays this like scavenger bounty or like the scavenger guy. He's like, "Hey, uh, come with me on this job, and I'll double cross you." And okay, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's solid. Um, I, I I think Star Wars seems to. I I think the way forward is that the, these shows are gonna be bigger than. They just can't get the movies right for some reason. I think there's just too much pressure. I don't know. Too much pressure. But then again, you know, Marvel fucking. I mean, Endgame. You get like. 35 movies of pressure built up and then they delivered on that i thought fucking disney all right well let's uh so yeah um what else you want to shout out well you saw honey boy yeah shia labeouf is fascinating i mean it, it it's it's really good but it's also it's such a mind fuck to think about this actor uh uh his his life's in ruins he goes to therapy uh, he kind of writes writes out these scenes. He's got post traumatic stress disorder from his childhood and and living on the road with his dad, trying to make it. And you know he's paying his dad at this point. He's you know, twelve years old and he's he's already kind of made it. And then th- that's all written down in a therapy session. And then he shows it to his friend, and his friend's like, "Let's make this into a movie. I want you to play your dad." And then so for nineteen days they're just like 
and I, I've read a lot of reviews or um, articles from the you know Shia LaBeouf and then also this director. She's like, oh, it was the worst worst shoot of my life. I mean, it was just like every single hour of every day was just painful, brutal. Um, you know, searching and and mental headspace and just fucked up sort of wants and I I just don't. It's so baffling to me how he did that, and it's it's kind of it's really impressive. Yeah, then, it seems incredibly vulnerable. It seems yeah, like absolutely just a crazy exercise in how far yeah. you can go vulnerable uh, in your vulnerability, and, and also the level of empathy uh, for his dad to to, to play a, a character that you you almost like have hated for a while because he's been the memories of him are ruining your life and turning you to alcoholism and derailing I, your career and to come to terms with all of that, but then to play him in, in, in and also understand his wants and his and be empathized to him. It's crazy. I think that would be incredibly therapeutic in some way, depending on the person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to see it from their point of view in order to, yeah. in order to play them. Yeah. And then every every character is going at certain things from they don't think that they're evil or they don't think that they're wrong. They're, they no, you play yeah. the love, right? So if he's like trying to it's, yeah, it's a crazy psychological exercise, but yeah, it's, and, it's it's definitely worth seeing. And then in, uh, Lucas Hedges just nonstop uh, great films. I mean, he he yeah. doesn't pick a bad project. It's crazy. No, even back when he was a kid, he was in Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, man. What uh, I mean, he's also son of a uh, a, a famous person, right? Oh, do you want to play the game? What famous person is Hayes thinking about today? <laughs> Luke, Lucas Hedges is the son of uh, a successful uh, Billy Crudup. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I'll think of it in a minute. But yeah, uh, what, I, bet. I mean, what else? Um, uh, 1917. You're seeing. I'm coming weekend? to go. I'm going to see it this weekend. It's great, man. I had so much fun it's, with that. I'm, I'm excited it, to get back on here for this. It's almost. It's like, it's like if Skyfall was set in World War Two and it was filmed like Birdman. Uh, it's just so thrilling. It's so amazing. Like Rod, Roger Deakins, the camera work. It's so fucking fun. Um, yeah, so I, I'm seeing an IMAX. It's one of those like I don't want to miss this one. I don't want like, nice. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to be the guy that didn't see Gravity and IMAX or, or, or not see Dunkirk or Avatar. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's one of those ones where you got to do it. Well, by the way, Lucas Hedges is the son of uh, Oscar-nominated director and screenwriter Peter Hedges. So That's there you go. Yeah. For the people out there, hanging on the. Edge of the edge, waiting for Hayes's. <laughs> Hollywood, who is this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Hey. Well, because for a minute there, I thought it might have been the dude uh, was his dad. But uh... By the way, if you guys are looking for a laugh, depending on your sense of humor, uh, there's a, I just saw a meme of Leonardo DiCaprio's face from as Arnie from what's eating Gilbert grape superimposed onto his body from the great Gatsby. And it says the grape Gatsby. <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty funny. He's got the, the, the martini glass out, but it's Arnie's face. It's, it's pretty good. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool, man. Well, uh, just, just once again, just, I, I'm in awe of, this has got to be one of the most stacked 
um, awards seasons um, in recent memory. Yes. Um, just uh, so many films are so good. Which means even, even though... it's going to be harder for us to pick the Oscars for the Oscar bet. Oh, I know. I mean, like, just I mean, I it will probably will come into focus as like all the award shows happen. Mm-hmm. Critics' Choice, SAG, like Brad Pitt could dis- distance himself, and I'm like, but what about Joe Pesci? Ah. Um, but it's gonna be. I think it will distance itself, and the the conversation will kind of like here. But mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be great. I mean, because every year there's one or two categories. Usually it's screenwriting. Usually, usually it's supporting actor. Where it's like uh, any one of these guys, honestly, yeah. But I, I think we could see that in a lot more categories this year, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's been a, it's been a phenomenal end to the year, just banger after banger, and I appreciate it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm going yeah. to there's the there's a scene in the office where Andy Bernard says, "Why can't people tell you you're in the good old days when you're in them?" And <laughs> I call the I call it Andy Bernard moments now. And yeah. uh, I think we, we should enjoy the Andrew Bernard moment right now. We're in a we're in a very nice time. Let's just enjoy it. Let's let's ride it until it ends. Yeah, absolutely. Andy Bernard, enjoy the Andy Bernard moments. I yeah. love that. There you go. Uh, and then maybe you know when when uh, once we put up our, our artwork, uh, Michael Scott will will be the one to come to our our gallery opening. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I watched that the other day. But I forgot how sweet that is. Yeah. Great show, The Office. If you haven't seen it, uh... one last one last recommend. <laughs> yeah. Give it a stream. Give it a stream. Sign my stream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, man. Yeah. Well, good talking to you, Bob. Um, it's a pleasure. Nineteen seventeen. It's a we, one yeah. one more trip around the sun with us, uh, and I, I just I love doing this podcast with you. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's good let's to get gear up for Oscar season, buddy. Let's do it. Let's get it out there. All right, guys. Well, don't forget to like Put- and subscribe. Yeah, put your nuts on the table. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. And we Weird thing is, now I'm exactly where I want to be. I got my dream job at Cornell. And I'm still just thinking about my old pals. Only now they're the ones I made here. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left. Smiling in the sun I want to feel your warmth upon me I want to be the one I will remember you Will you remember me Don't let your